over the past month, we have dealt with a, a wide array of topics uh, in our relationship series up to this point. We've dealt with everything from the three Ps, uh, the three categories of, uh, of singleness and relationship uh, readiness. And we said that um, sometimes God is either uh, preparing us, uh, he's building patience in us, or he is either uh, protecting us. Uh, we talked about the preparation that, that each and every one of us must go through individually uh, to make sure that we're ready to enter into a relationship. Uh, we talked about the three steps or the three phases of a healthy relationship. We said we first must establish an intellectual, then an emotional, uh, and then the culmination of our relationship upon marriage uh, into a uh, intimate, a sexual relationship. We, we, we talked about sex and uh, uh, the value that each and every one of us uh, have uh, and how we cannot allow anyone to de devalue us and the benefits that we enjoy um, by waiting. Uh, and we also get to avoid the consequences that often come along with doing things out of order. We said that you have to do things in the right order because we said that it's not that God was against sex. Actually, God was for sex, but we have to do things in the right order, in the proper order, and then we can enjoy that which God has intended for us to enjoy enjoy. Uh, we talked about uh, women being able to submit themselves unto um, their husbands, and, and then we talked about how husbands or men uh, need to uh, be able to uh, love their wives, and uh, that's why it's so important that we, 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 we make sure that our mate does have a personal relationship so that they can be able to do that. And on last week, we talked about uh, growing together uh, and allowing each other to develop over time. So we're going we're gonna to start at one place, and we're going to grow together because none of us were were where we are five years ago, and none of us won't be where we're going five years from now. Uh, and so even as you get to know your, uh, your partner, your mate, you have to make sure that you continually get to know them. That's why it's so important to communicate because you got to think as they grow, they become different. And so you, the person, you, you can't think that they're going to remain the same person. So you got to continually get to know them. And that's why it is so important to make sure you stay in constant communication. Uh, and we know that communication uh, is the key because uh, it, we know that we're not going to find a perfect person. So we might as well stop looking for them uh, because and just like we won't find a perfect person, that person won't find perfection in us. Uh, but we'll what we got to be able to see uh, is the future in everybody. We want the people to see in us the future, what it is that God has taken us, because that's the only thing that God sees. I'm telling you, anytime uh, someone being, brings up your past that is not of God, God never mentions your past. Ah, uh, somebody, listen, you have never seen in the Bible where God mentioned anybody past. Uh, all the things that Paul did, you never see God mention none of the stuff he ever did. He said from this point on, he said the thing, he, he always talked about the things that Paul would do. He always talked about his future. Uh, so always keep that in mind. Anytime somebody start bringing up your past that you say, I know that is not of God. I know that must be the devil because my God is not concerned about my past. He's only concerned about my future. You got to know that and get that uh, in your spirit. So that's why, and, and that, that's a good for us because we, we get to start anew after this relationship, as we finish on the night, we get to start anew. It don't matter what our past relationship was like because, again, that stuff is indeed is the past. So, like, what we do now as it relates to relationship is going to make all the difference. This is our, 
our final message uh, and one of the most important messages, uh, a message that we indeed uh, must get right because all the decisions that we make from this point on will, infect, will indeed affect us for the rest of our life. It will affect the relationship we have uh, from this point on. And so we got to make sure we do our due diligence and we learn some things and begin to apply those things uh, to our lives. So not just the knowledge, because I've given you the knowledge uh, in the teaching and the preaching uh, and in the scriptures and in the handouts and in the outlines, but now you have to use wisdom and begin to apply that knowledge in which you now have, because if you don't apply it, it does you no good. Then these would just be another stack of papers that's in the rest of your junk that you got. But these relationships, uh, uh, we've we got to make sure that we get this right so that as we progress, uh, we can move uh, into an area where we can have the satisfaction which we love, and we can have the love for the rest of our lives. Go with me to Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter. Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter. Uh, we're going to look at verses 9 through 12 and just kind of dissect them and kind of go through them and kind of deal with uh, some of the, the points that uh, I believe that the scripture shows us uh, about relationships. Uh, and then we'll just kind of we'll just kind of go from there. Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter, 9 to 12. Uh, the Bible says in verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. In verse 9, it says two people working are better than one. And so we have to make sure that, uh, every, that, that both parties are doing their part in a relationship. It says two because everybody, uh, everybody has to do their piece. Everybody has to do their part. Everybody has to carry the load because you are not built to carry the load on your own. That is why so many, uh, that's why so many people, especially women, have such a hard time uh, trying to raise kids on their own because you wasn't made to, listen, children were not made to be raised by one person. So so, so what happens is when we have children uh, and, and not in a, in, a, in a marriage union, then what happens is you have to carry the load of two people and you weren't built for that. And that's why oftentimes it seems so hard because it is hard because you're carrying a load that was not meant for a single person. The load of, of, of raising children was meant for uh, a husband and wife or meant for two people, for them to share the load of the kids. And so, when we, again, when we do things out of order and we end up in places where God never meant for us to be, oftentimes we end up with loads we, that God never meant for us to have. And we end up having to carry the loads to keep on and keep going. But um, the Bible says that two are better than one if we can get both people uh, working on a relationship, trying to make it better. So each person individually wants to do everything they can uh, to make sure that the relationship can work. So they don't want to just be in it uh, because uh, them just being in it is not enough, but somebody who wants to work on it. So not we have to make sure that everybody is on one accord as we go into it. We said that each person must touch and agree. So every both parties must agree that we're going to make this thing work because, again, if one person try to carry that load, it is going to be too much for them. 
somebody that don't want to work on a relationship probably don't want to be in it. Oftentimes, you know, too many people try to force a relationship on somebody. If they don't want to work on it, they probably don't want to be in it. And oftentimes we have, a, oftentimes we have an issue with uh, being able to separate ourselves even once we know, uh, even once we know, uh, is, is, is the best thing, is probably the best thing for us. And a lot of times we stay in places where God never, where, where we should not be, uh, only because we're scared or we're fearful to make a move and to do some things different. But you, uh, as a believer, cannot afford to be in a relationship with that because a relationship like that will affect you for the rest of your life. So we got to make sure uh, we get that right. We got to make sure we get somebody that uh, that loves us uh, and will love us uh, until the end. Uh, the Bible says that uh, that two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. They have a good return, so they have a, a benefit that's coming on to them. The thing about it is a return. When we think of a return or a reward or something uh, for the time in which we spend, it often comes later on. So, so in other words, you, you, have to, you have to invest in the beginning. Uh, you have to begin to sow or to work on your relationship in the beginning so that later on uh, you can reap the benefits of that. See, a lot of times we, we, we don't want to go through the struggle. We, we don't want to go through the, the, the beginning time. We don't want to uh, spend the time that we need to get the ball rolling in our relationships uh, to make sure that it's successful down the road. We, we, oftentimes we, we find it hard just during that time where we got to get the momentum going and kind of get things going the way we, we need to go. But he said, you'll get a good return if we would just take the time to do the things we need to do in the beginning. And we can get a return on our relationships if we do things in a proper order in the beginning. The return we'll have is a, is a relationship, a union that, uh, that God honors because we honor him in it if we would just take our time in the beginning. He said we'll get a, a good return and someone that gets a good return is someone who invests wisely. So in other words, I can't be I can't just invest anywhere. I got to make sure I'm investing uh, in places where I know I can get a return. No, nobody wants to waste years with, with investing in somebody only to for one day for their relationship uh, to go down the drain. We want to make sure that we're investing and for us to be good investors. An investor has to research and make sure of the investments in the places that he's placing his money in because he knows his money has value. Well, you got to understand you, uh, your love, your emotions has value and you can't go invest in that anywhere because you don't want to lose your money. You don't don't want to end up going bankrupt emotionally because you began to invest your love in the wrong place. Most people who, uh, who put their money, when we think about banks, when we go and we want to invest our money in a bank, we often put our money in a, in a bank that's FDIC insured because we want to make sure that if something happens, we got some insurance on our investment. Well, you need to begin to put your love uh, in an FDAC, which is a faithfully devoted and committed person, so that you can make sure that you're going to get a return uh, on, on your investment that you're going to put into it. I said faithfully devoted and committed. Because if they don't get, if, they, if they're not there, if they don't get there, you're going to have a hard time. Somebody, somebody who's not willing to make a commitment unto you because if they're not committed, uh, willing to make a commitment, the chance of them marrying you is like slim to none. Because marriage, marriage is the culmination of their commitment unto you. Because marriage is the marriage point when they say, I'm willing to be with you for the rest of my life, you and you only. 
And if, if, if I had found a hard time just making a commitment in a relationship, the chance of being committed in marriage is, is slim to none. So we got to make sure we understand that. But your investment should be in you and uh, in your mate. So in you, you got to be working on yourself. So you're investing in yourself to get yourself right so that you will be the, the, the wife or the husband that God wants you to be. And then investing in your mate. So you're taking time uh, and energy to help your mate get to date where they want to be. Because by you helping them get where they need to be, then you go with them. And again, you got to think, as married people, you become one. So if you help them get go up, then you go up with them because they, you, you are one. So in other words, when you're Investing in them, you're all you're, you're in essence investing in yourself as being two people who would be one. So we got to make sure we have those things in proper perspective. In verse 10, it says, uh, if one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Someone who's supposed to, to pick them up and dust them off when they get dirty. Not someone who, who kicks them when they down. See, 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 there's a certain way that somebody, when they really care about somebody, the way in which they treat them. Especially when I think about men, because oftentimes uh, men relate how they treat women about the way in which they treated their mama. That's why I told you in your, in your stages, in your interviewing stages, I told you you shouldn't be dating, you should be interviewing, especially if you've already been in a bad relationship, you've been married once, or you already got kids, you should, your days of dating are over, you should be interviewing your future husband. So, so during that time, that's when it's, it's good for you to understand his relationship with his parents and things of that nature because uh, nine times ten, he's going to treat you the same way he treated his mama. I'm telling you, if you, see a, if you meet some a guy, especially that mistreats his mama, it's a good indicator of how he's going to treat you because if he treats his mama like that, it's a chance that he's going to treat you the same way. Don't don't think you know different. That she didn't you you just came in his life. You might can you might can you know do this and do that. But she didn't took care of him all these years. And if he willing to disrespect her, I'm telling you, just nine times ten, you ain't got nothing coming. So we gotta be we, we gotta be mindful. You gotta have uh, somebody that uh, will help you, and somebody that will pick you up, and somebody that uh, would when when you fall, they not uh, condemning you or they not you know getting all over you. Somebody has that understands that you're not perfect. Somebody that understands that you make mistakes. Somebody that understands that you're still growing. Again, you all should be growing together. So just like they should just like they should help you when you make a mistake, you should be helping them when they can make a mistake. I told you you will not find a perfect mate, so you can be expecting that they're going to make some mistake. Now good. You can you gotta make sure that you're big enough to help them when they're down, that you can fill in the spots where they're weak, when they're typically where, where one person is weak, the other person is often strong. So if you were to spend the oftentimes the other person is a saver or something in that effect, it could be a lot of different uh, ways it works out or what have you, but you gotta make sure that you are helping your mate grow, helping them get to where they need to get, be as you continue to grow and that they're doing the same thing for you. Again, that is why you all must be on one accord if you're all gonna have a success successful and, and, and long uh, a relationship of longevity so that, uh, that, that everybody's on one accord and doing the same thing and striving for the same thing, striving to make this thing work. Everybody has to be doing uh, their piece. Everybody has to be doing their piece. Uh, everybody has to be uh, one on one accord. And it cannot be just during the good times. A lot of times when we think about relationships, we think about all the fun and stuff like that we're going to have with our mate. But oftentimes, we don't even think about the, 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 the tough times or the bad times that we might have. I'm talking about every day ain't going to be peaches and cream. You ain't going to be smiling all the time. 
And oftentimes we overlook that. We don't even think about that. Like when we talk, when we even think about our vow, when we talk about death to us, do us part, uh, sickness and health, you know, we're richer or poor. Oftentimes we can imagine the riches, but we never imagine what it's going to be like being with that person if I'm poor. How, 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 what the, how, how is this person going to act if, if we lose the stuff that we got? I'm telling you that, listen, you got to understand that those type of those type of things exist and take place. There are going to be challenges in any relationship. If any of y'all ever been in a relationship, you know that there are going to be challenges. So that's why it's so important to find out where that person really is, how that person uh, uh, really responds to things, because oftentimes when you meet them, you meet them at the best of moments. You meet them when things are going uh, quite well. But what about when things are not going so well? So we've got to make sure uh, that, that, that we got somebody that's, uh, that's going to be on our team and somebody that we can lean on when we need to. Because if we fall in love with that person, then we might end up with that person for the rest of our lives. We, we, we're talking about love and the rest of your life. Listen, I'm telling you, these, these type of decisions, these type of relationships, you got to make sure this is, a, this is a relationship you want to be in for the rest of your life. I told you we're not. I told you we're not playing anymore. No I tell you, some of y'all ain't ain't in a position to play anymore. No some of y'all ain't uh, 18 no more. You ain't 17 no more. You ain't not in a position to waste four or five more years dealing with a knucklehead. Amen, amen. You ain't in a position to deal with somebody that ain't ready yet, that ain't there yet, that ain't grown enough, ain't spiritual enough, ain't mature enough. You are not there yet, especially if you have kids. You, you're not there yet. So, so you got to make sure that uh, we're taking all those things into account because these are lifelong decisions that we are going to make. In verse 11, it says, also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? In, in the military, we, we, we often would be in a hooch and they would battle you up. You would have a battle buddy. Uh, whenever it was cold, I remember when I was in, I went to, I went to Alabama in, in January. I, I said I'd never go to a, a camp in, or anything like that in, January, in, in the winter again because I just don't do winter. I can do summer all day long. But winter, I just don't do. That was the coldest I ever been in my life. And it was, I'm, I'm serious, it was raining. I really, I thought I was catching hypothermia and stuff, you know, be thinking all type of stuff. And so that was the coldest I had ever uh, been. But they were, you would were be in the hooch with your, with your, with your, with your battle buddy, uh, and you would build your little tent. Uh, and, but what you had to do was uh, you had to get close as possible. And now, you know, males be with males and females be with females. So you, you had to be right up close, snuggled up with a male like, like you've never been before. But it had, to be, uh, it had to be in a position where you were not ashamed because you had to take off your clothes also because what happens is both of us, you know, both of you all have body heat, uh, and you, so you want to stimulate the body heat, so you would have to take off uh, uh, your clothes to get close to each other and this is a position that you had to be in and not be ashamed because you were thinking about the longevity of it. So in a, in a, in a relationship, we got to make sure that we're able to keep each other warm. In other words, I, I should be able to not be ashamed neither uh, spiritually, emotionally, or physically with the person that I'm with. I gotta be will I gotta be willing to get naked and for uh, for us to be able to 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 warm each other up that we don't have any barriers we had to remove the clothes because a clo the clothes were a a physical barrier between the heat in which we were past you gotta make sure that there are no barriers from from you all uh, being able to take advantage of their heat and they're able to take advantage of your heat uh, and even in the, in in the natural in a relationship you gotta make sure that there are no barriers from you being able to take advantage of that total person or you being able to give uh, all that you guys. 
that person. In other words, you can't have the barriers of your past relationship keeping you from opening up in your new relationships. See, some of us have been hurt so bad in the past, we find it hard to trust anybody. Because we think everybody was like the last person. But we can't have those type of barriers or you'll be reluctant and you won't be able to you won't be able to give them all the love that you have in on the inside of you. So we got to make sure that we have we have prayed and allowed God to help us get past those past relationships and to it and to fully be able to be healed and to move on. So again, don't don't take your broken self into a new relationship until God you have fully healed. Because what will happen is what will happen is now he or she has to try to mend your wounds while they're getting to know you. So you got to make sure that you, that's why again, when we talk about being prepared, allowing God to prepare us when we're ready to be found, we got to make sure that we prepare to even enter into a relationship. We got to be real with our own selves. So even past, even past being selfish, once we have got out the selfish stage, are we healed from the last thing we've been in? Are we completely over it? Are we completely over him or her? So we got to make sure we, we got to make sure we get that right. Uh, and uh, we got to make sure that we are not ashamed, uh, neither in the natural, in the emotional uh, or in the spiritual. Uh, because when this I'm saying the, the, the world is cold enough. So now if, if the world is cold and all of us have to live in a world because we just we 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 still lie. We still human, though we spiritual. We still live in the world. So if the world is cold, I, I, I should be able to go out into the cold world, but then come home to a warm house. Amen. Come home to a warm relationship. But what happens is if, I, if I'm in a cold world, then I come home to a cold relationship. Where do I turn then? And this is often the struggle that men have because when, when I, come, I come from getting beat up in the world, which was due to the curse, you remember? Because when Adam, when, when Adam got cursed, he said, it was going to be hard out you. It's going to be hard out here for you. He said, you're going to be working and trying to make it happen. And stuff ain't going to be happening. He said, you, you're going to be trying to uh, get a job or do this or do that. And it's going to be such a struggle for you. And oftentimes, that's why men struggle so much because of the curse that was placed on us. We know the curse that you all have, how you have your desire for men. But God said, we would tore the earth and it would seem like the earth would not want to bring up nothing for us as hard as we work. And that's a lot of the frustration that we have. And that's why it's so important, women, that you understand men and that men understand women. You got to understand her makeup and you and women, you need to understand his makeup. You got to understand that it's hard, it, it is hard out there for him. So when he comes out of the cold world, what does he come home to? Because if he comes home to more cold, then he starts looking for a warm place somewhere. That, that, that's just the reality of it. So we got to make sure that we, we got to make sure that we're doing our own peace uh, and that uh, we are providing we are creating the atmosphere uh, that is conducive uh, to love and conducive to warmth. Because this is the atmosphere we're creating. For the love for the rest of our lives. We, we, can't, we, we cannot afford to get this wrong. We cannot afford to mess this up. We got to make sure uh, that we get this we got to make sure that we get this piece right. We got to make sure that we are on one accord. Verse 12 says, the one may be overpowered. Two 
can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The one may be overpowered. Two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. It's not quickly broken. One of y'all may be overpowered by sin. I told you everybody's going to have their weaknesses. Nobody's going to be that. Nobody's going to be the total package Though we, especially men that we may put off as a total package. Nobody is a total package. You just hadn't found the soft spot when you first meet them. Nope, nobody is. So, so, so that area that, that they're being attacked by the devil because, you know, the devil don't attack you where you're strong at. He, he attacks you where you're weak at. In other words, he wants to exploit a weakness in you. And all of us have our weakness, and that's why we got to constantly be on guard. That's why we got to constantly keep our shields up and keep our armor on. Because all of us have a weakness, and I'm telling you, the devil knows what your weakness is. And every single time, he's going to try to attack you on that weakness. Everybody has that Achilles heel, that one thing, that, that, that thing that constantly uh, beset them, that thing that every single time it seems like this is the area I'm always struggling in. Everybody has that. And the Bible says, he said, he said, she said, one of them, he said, if I, if I can get them by themselves, in other words, and see, sometimes you can be in a relationship and still fighting by yourself. And see, that's why, again, that's why we got to be on one accord, that both of us, and that's why we got to be spiritual, because when you understand, it's not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, we're fighting against principalities, so if you're don't understand principalities in other words if your mate don't understand spiritual things in other words they don't have a spiritual relationship then how are they going to help you fight you sitting there struggling and you like why don't you jump in and help me and they like help you do what I don't even understand what you're dealing with Again, I ain't telling you that you need to you need to be with somebody that at least got a got at least got have a relationship with God. I, I ain't telling you this just so y'all can go to church together and stuff like. I ain't telling you that because of that, because I understand that this thing is spiritual. And if they can't groove with you and fight with you and be with you and be back to back with you spiritually, then y'all gonna have a tough time being able to defeat the devil. Amen. Amen. They said two can defend themselves so we can we can stand up uh, one with another and be able to to build each other up and be able to protect each other and that's the same thing again we talk about being back to back and when in, in in the military we used to be in foxhole we used to be in the foxhole with your battle buddy and he got one side you got the other side you watching one corner he watching one, the other corner the thing is because nobody can nobody has eyes behind their head so you got to depend on somebody so therefore if you're going to be in a relationship you're going to have to be with somebody that you can trust meaning you got to you got to be able to turn your back and just believe that they got you how, how you gonna be in a relationship with trust like you in a fight if you don't even know if you can trust the person behind you you constantly looking back and every time you looking back you taking your eyes off what you should be uh, looking on because you don't have no trust I'm telling you if, you if you can't trust the person that you with or the person you end up with a person that you can't trust you're gonna have a tough time trying to fight a full battle always looking back <laughs> trying to see what they're doing I told y'all we gotta we, we gotta get this thing right. We got we got too much at stake to be messing this thing up. Again, because when we make that marriage commitment, we make that commitment, we are talking about a commitment for life. We we are talking about a decision that we're gonna make for life. We 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 we, we got too much at stake to get this thing. It says in the second stanza of verse 12, it said, a, a, a cord of three stand, strands, if not quickly broken. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. 
In verse 9, it says, it says, it says two are better than one. And then it says, in verse 12, it says, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So in other words, it should be you, your mate, and then God. So the three strands, it should be you, your mate, and then God. Because the cord of three strands is not easily broken. You got to understand when, when Adam, it, it was, it was, it was, when, when we talk about having our personal relationship, having a, a, a relationship before we get in a relationship, meaning I ain't depending on nobody else's spirituality or nobody else's relationship, but I got my own relationship uh, that we're going in. So in other words, you should already have a spiritual foundation. They should already have a spiritual foundation. So in other words, y'all should just have a stronger foundation together. In the beginning, you got to think it was in the, before 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 God had created Eve. It was just Adam and God. So in other words, before God sent your mate to your life, it should just be you and God. And before and before and before he revealed you to them, it should just be them and God. And when y'all hook up, it should be y'all and God. It should just be both of y'all together with the God that you have. It, sh it shouldn't be nothing new, especially if you further along. I told you sometimes you can't if you if you if you further along in your spirituality, you can't hook up with a spiritual babe. You can't hook up with somebody that just got saved. They still got world on their breath when they come up in here. They still think and act like the world because they got the blood on them, but they hadn't been renewed. They still got the mind of the world. They don't have the mind of Christ yet. So that means that you can't even hook up with some with, with, with some believers. We, 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 you, you cannot even hook up with some believers. You, you got to make sure. We got to make sure that we get that right. We got to make sure that that is not a issue for us. But it was, just, it, was just, it, was just, it was just God and Adam. Adam and God. And then Eve came along. And so now I got, now it was Eve, Adam, and God. The three strands. Have you ever, when you, listen, when you, when you, when you, have you ever met somebody or somebody tried to introduce you to somebody? And and when they introduce you, you be like, they be like, oh, this is my friend. What's his name? They be like, oh, I know what's his name. Yeah, like, and they already know the person. That, that's how it should be when when you introduce God to them. When when you say, let me introduce you to my God, they should be like, oh, I already know God. Yeah, me and God. Yeah, we we die, man. Alright, me and God been straight for a long time. That's how it should be. Cause if they come, if they, if you, especially if you spiritually alone, they talking about God, God who, you in trouble, you got issues, you got pretend you got problems, if you continue in that relationship, because y'all know it's a growth process, y'all know you can't be, you just not gonna be changed and transformed overnight, it's a process, so we got to make sure that uh, we do things in the proper order, uh, and that we allow God to be that strand that holds us together. Often call it. I, I often call it the the God factor. When we factor God into anything, He is able to keep us together. It, he He is going to be that determining factor that keeps you together. You got to think when 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 because Adam and Eve had God, even when they got kicked out of the garden, they still was together. Right. <laughs> See, so 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 that tells me as long as I got God intertwined in what I'm doing, really, no matter what happens and that was probably the worst thing that ever could have happened to Adam and Eve in the garden was for them to get kicked out but they got kicked out and they still stayed together 
Now, and the Adam could have went off on Eve like I'm leaving you because you got her kicked out or anything. Or, or Eve could have said, well, you ain't got to eat out. They, they could have did that and went their separate ways and said, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. But they didn't do that. It's never, it's never one person. I don't care. I, you can talk about your past relationship, your past uh, mate that you the past person you've been with. It, it wasn't all just them. I know you always say it was just them, and they was crazy and stuff like that. I, you had some crazy points too, though. You had some crazy moments too, though. You had some moments when you wasn't in your right mind either, though. You had some moments when you were doing your own thing too. You had some moments when you wasn't, you wasn't all the way there either. So it wasn't all, all just them. So Adam and Eve said, look, we, we, we did this thing. We made this mistake. So let's just, let's, you know, let's go together and make the best of it. And how many of y'all through them tough times when you, when, when, when you make, make mistakes and things of that nature that you're willing to be able to stay together or tough this thing out and be, continue to be able to drive on? That is going to be a difference. But that is the type of commitment that we're making when we say we're going into a marriage union. When we're saying I am willing to, to, to stick it out, to persevere in this relationship. I am willing to stick it out. Two are better than one, but three are better than two. The Bible says in Matthew 18 and 20 that where two or three are joined together, he will be a God in the midst. He just said the same thing. He said, if y'all hook up and be for real about it, he said, I'll be a God in the midst of that. He said, and, therefore, and with that, he said, when I'm in the midst, there is nothing that, uh, that, that, that you cannot do when I am in the midst. So if, if, if you can do all things on your own, through him who strengthened you, then what you think y'all could accomplish together? Like you got him and he can do all things and then, uh, 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 and then you got him and you can do all things and y'all come together? Dude, that's, that's, that's like an unstoppable combination when we get God intertwined in the middle. I told y'all the God factor, when you factor God into anything, it automatically becomes better. When you factor God into anything, it automatically becomes better. I often think about Michael Jordan, and, and, and when Michael Jordan was in his prime, you could put Michael Jordan on any team, and the moment you put him in there, the team just got better. When you factor God, I don't care what the relationship is, what the situation is, what your life looks like. Or I don't care what it is. When you factor God in, it automatically just got better. It got better just, it got better just by his presence. And so we got to make sure we include God in everything that we're doing, uh, in every which way that we're doing it. Uh, and then we'll have that success. He is, that one, he is one, that one ingredient that you just can't leave out. You know, sometimes when you're cooking, if you ain't got one thing, you're like, well, well, you just have to do it out there. I'm telling you, he is that one ingredient that you just got to have. If you need to go uh, to your spiritual store and go back and get him to make sure you include him in whatever it is that you're doing. I'm talking about in everything. Oftentimes, we think there are some things that we can handle on our own. I'm telling you, there is nothing that you, that you should want to try to tackle outside of God. You should want to include God on even the minute things. If he care about the hairs on your head, obviously he care about all the things that you're doing and every which way you're doing. Every little decision that you make should be with him. I'm talking about everything from what college I go to, to what jobs I apply for, to who I hook up with, to what car I drive, to what neighborhood I live in, to where my kids go to school. You should factor God into everything. Because he can be that difference between a failed relationship and a successful one. 
He, he, he can be that determining factor. And I'm telling you, I'm living proof. I, me, I, I got, me and my wife, I was, I was 20 years old my, when we got married. My wife, I had just turned 20. I got married on June the 16th. I turned 20 on June the 13th. My wife was still 19. Uh, again, I was 20 years old when we got married. We were still on campus, and we had just had our first son. We had our first son, Anthony, went on June the 19th. So I turned 20 on the 13th. We got married on the 16th. We had our first son on the 19th. I can tell you now, I'm telling you, I'm living proof. I ain't just talking this because I know it was number God that kept both of us together. Because I know if it wasn't for that strand that was in between, that was in our relationship that held us together, even when people were trying to pull us apart, even when people were trying to untangle us, even when things get tough and things get hard and we thought we were going to absolutely snap when we thought we was going to break, I know it was only God that kept us together. I know it wasn't number God. And in 10 days, we get to say nine days, we get, what we got? 12 days, we get to celebrate. <laughs> 12 days, we get, to, we get to celebrate our eighth year, our eighth year anniversary. Our first lady was telling us that she said that the, the worst years are the first, the third, and the sixth. And she said, well, how many years y'all married? We said eight. She said, y'all lied, dear. She said, y'all lie. Y'all lie. Y'all. Y'all over the home. Y'all, y'all made it over the home. So I thank God for that. But I'm telling you, I know that wouldn't have because I'm telling you, a lot of times, you know, especially when I tell women, it's not, it's not me. It's the God inside of me. It's, it's not me that treats my wife the way I do. Because when, when my wife obviously likes to share stuff that I do and things of that nature, uh, you know, with her friends, stuff like that, and things that I do, and I'll just be like, oh, he's so good. No, I ain't so good. It's the God that's in me that's good that leads me to do those things. Because my fleshly man was mistreated all day. But my spiritual, my fleshly man under subjection and the spiritual man says, no, you're not going to treat her like that. He said, you're going to treat her like this. That is the difference. He'll be that glue that holds you together. You got to weave God in everything. Oftentimes we hear people say, oh, keep, keep folks out your business. Don't let them get in your, uh, don't get them get in your relationship. Don't let them get in your marriage. Keep folks out your business. That is one person you want all up in your business. That, that, that's one person you want all up in your Kool-Aid. You want him all up in your relationship mix. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of the biggest, if somebody ever say, you always talking about God, that is a flag. You, you, you always bringing God up. I sure am because I know if it ain't for him, we gonna, I, told, I know next week we're going to be broken up. So you better be glad I'm bringing him up because if it weren't for him, I'd have been to cut you already. <laughs> See, if you're my real Christian room and know what I'm talking about, is, sometimes it's only him that keeps you from doing something you know you ain't got no business doing. <laughs> Y'all better come on. <laughs> but you want to you want to you want to keep him in it. You got to make sure that uh, you all know God, because, again, we know that God is love. So if you don't know God, then it's not possible to know love. And so if you don't know love, then you won't know how to love. And see, oftentimes, that's why, again, women, when you hook up with a man that does that God told him to love you. But if he don't know God, he won't know how to love you. 
And sometimes he'll be thinking he's loving you the way in which he knows how to love or what he thinks is love. And you'll be sitting there saying, I'm talking about, I'm talking about after he didn't paid all the bills. And you still wanted him to do more. And you're saying just, you know, I, you, I just don't think you love him. I just don't. And he's thinking, he's doing everything. He's thinking about paying the bills or, or getting you a nice car, or putting food on the table, or things of that nature that he's loving you because he don't know how to really love. And see, you sitting there all confused, and he confused because you making him confused because he wondering, what are you talking about about love? Because if he don't know God, he won't know what real love is. He won't understand love outside of material things. And we know that the type of the love that God has uh, for us is uh, much more greater than that. We talk about the life in which Jesus died for. Ephesians 5 and 25 says, husband, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. But again, he got to know how. I'm telling you, women, I'm telling you, it's your, it's, it's, it behooves you. That's what we said in the military. It's behooves you like it's in your best interest to find somebody that know what real love is. Because if he don't know what real love is, he's not going to know how to love you. It says, husband, it says, husband, love your wives. Not boyfriends, love your girlfriends. So you, you might be acting like you married, but he ain't got no commandment to love you until you become his wife. So, so you, can, you, you, can, you can be a play wife if you want to. But God is saying, well, I, I told him to love his wife. You his girlfriend. You his freak junk. You his, you, 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 his, you, you his side pack. He said, I, I told him to love his wife. See, 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 if you would, if you would be that Proverbs 31 woman, you, you would have been his wife already. But both, both parties have to make him a commitment to love, a commitment to the relationship, a commitment to the marriage. Both of y'all have to make that same commitment. And I know, I'm saying, I, this, it ain't easy. Let me tell you, like Jesus said, look, have you counted the cost to be in a successful relationship? No, no. Have you really count? I know you say you want to be in a relationship. I know you say you want to be married. But have you counted the cost to be in a successful one? Have you really thought about what it was going to cost you to be in a, a real successful relationship? I'm talking about outside of the fun and games and all the trips y'all going to take and how your honeymoon going to be and after the wedding and stuff like that. I I'm talking about have you really thought about what it was going to cost you to be in a successful relationship? All the things that you was going to have to give up, all your selfish ways, all your, your way of doing stuff. How, how, how women, all the independence that you, you got to now give up. Have you thought about what it was really going to cost you to be able to do it? See, a lot of times we, we hadn't really... We hadn't really thought about it. We hadn't really gave it a whole lot of thought. Some of y'all asked me, y'all know I'm big on exams and, and, and check on learners is making sure you're getting this word. Y'all know what your final exam is, though? Y your final exam is the relationships that you're going to have after this series. That, that's where you're going to get your A, B, C, D, E, or F. 
and I hope none of y'all fails this class because then you're going to have to repeat it. That's why we recorded it. So, so if you get an F, if you get an F, I'm going to give you a copy of the DVDs and tell you to go back home and study it again. That, that's how I'm going to know. The, the, the proof is in the pudding. Time will tell if you really, uh, if you use wisdom in, in everything that we talked about. If, if you took what I gave you and you began to apply it to your life, that's how we're going to know if, if this word really meant anything to you. If you really actually took it and used it. I, I'll know by who you bring through that door. Amen. I, I'll know you when, I'll know when you bring up that door and how you bring them to that door if it made any difference. I don't know. I don't know if he actually comes through the door, because if you in church and he at home, I know it didn't help you. That's it. I'm, I'm telling you now. That's the way it works. So we got to get this. We, we got to make sure we get this. We got to get this in, in our spirits and our heart to understand this. If we plan on being in successful relationships, relationships that God is going to honor uh, and that God is going to be pleased with and that God is going to bless. I told y'all, y'all understand by now. I can tell you this again and again that God ain't going to bless no mess. Uh, there is your way, then there's God's way. You can do it your way or you can do it God's way. It's totally up to you. Consequences to your actions. And everybody in here, I bet, has done something that they wish they hadn't done. That you wish, you wish you really could go back in time and really change that decision that, that you made. And so, so, so we have the opportunity to start afresh and start anew. That is, that is why it's so good because we got breath in our body so we can decide today. That's why it's so good. Living. You know, people are talking about America is the land of the free. Well, be, uh, you know, being be a Christian is the land of free. People, all the people come from overseas, try to come over here uh, and, and see what we're doing, want to be part of our country because they know that they can, they can start today and start a whole new well it's the same thing in the spiritual realm I can start today no matter what I've done in my past and start a whole new life I can start today and my life just be totally different just from today amen